please be advised. Spoiler alert episode. Spoiler. Please be advised. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. We're doing an Ant-Man Wasp spoiler. You know what? I'm not ready to start. Why not? I don't know. I just, I need another minute. What do you, what do you need that minute for? <laughs> I just, um, um, it's too cold in here. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? It's so hot in Southern yeah. California right now, sir. How dare you and say that? I'm from that? Philly. So yeah, it's yeah, <laughs> enough, enough. My apartment, it's hot at the beach, right? right? So my you apartment- get a breeze. Yeah, it's been dead. There's been no air down there, uh, like no breeze. So my mm. apartment has been hot. It's it's this happens every year. I'm like, should I just spend two hundred bucks on it, buying an air conditioner for the window, for the window, yeah. for mm. the the so sixteen days a year that yeah. I need it? Because otherwise, I'm like, all my windows are open and I have a fan blasting, and it's mm-hmm. kind. I went on a bike ride this morning, got back, took a cold shower. Got out of the shower, sweating. Yeah. <laughs> like, I felt like I was back in the South or something. Yeah. So This almost isn't worth living in paradise. I know. <laughs> I know. I can't handle this. I might have to go surfing later today. Yeah, just to it's, cool off. It's too hot. I don't want to. I don't want to go in the Pacific Ocean <laughs> when it's sunny and warm. Yeah. I surfed all weekend. It was great. So, um, you know, I've started writing it down now on these, um, the sheets. This is spoiler app 83. We don't have to check anymore. Oh. New system. New system. <laughs> <laughs> the elaborate system of yes. just checking ahead of time? Yes. Yeah. That's a, yeah. <laughs> uh, I had to put it on the whiteboard. Good for you. <laughs> Thank God we're so, using that whiteboard. Yeah. Um, so Ant-Man and Wasp, spoiler app. We got to start with the end. Okay. Love the end. We're talking about the, the in the middle of the credits where everybody yeah, disappears. Yeah, which that is, was fucking which is great. So it's like, you know, there were some decisions like, well, should we put this at the end of the movie or is this going to be a mid-credit sequence? Because really, that's the end of the movie. That is the end of the movie. Yeah. And and then the final, the last credit was just that giant ant playing Right, playing drums. the drums, yeah. Okay, that was funny. Yeah. But this... It was part of the fucking story. This is part of the MCU. Yes. This is mm-hmm. tying the Ant-Man, little teeny Ant-Man world right. into the Infinity War ending. Yes. Now, you could also argue, too, like, uh, well, wait, what, when when did Ant-Man take place? When is this going on? And, uh, like, well, wait, if that's when Thanos, you know, sna- snuffed his fingers and snuffed out half the universe, where were they? Why weren't they f- helping fight and all those things? I think... This is my theory, is that um, the majority of the movie happened before Infinity War. Yeah. And then it's really just at the end that Infinity War was kind of happening when he, he was in the quantum realm and that kind of happened. So well, you could still argue that like, well, there's probably reports all over the news that this is going on. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I think I think timeline wise, I didn't have a huge problem with it because they kept, I didn't either. I it, could suspend my disbelief fine. on it. Yeah. I, they kept referring to as though he just got back or he was two years removed from Civil War. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, I helped Cap out and Cap's my buddy. And yeah. your two year um you know, whatever they call it, home house arrest. House arrest is ending soon. Right. So he's only two years removed from that. So yeah, and he's been under house arrest. He can't have any contact with anybody. So and 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 I think everybody 
all of the um, Avengers know this. Right. You know, we're going to just, we don't, and we don't need Ant-Man. Right. It's probably yeah. like, you know, the Avengers, like, when I was like, we got to have yeah. Ant-Man. It's, it's, like, not, it's not like, well, Scarlet Witch is under house yeah, arrest. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's a Tony Stark wasn't under house yeah, arrest. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, it's mm-hmm. like, it's Ant-Man. Yeah. So let him stay in his house arrest. Mm-hmm. And that was, that made sense to me. And then it was like, it felt a little bit further down the road. Everyone's back. Michelle Pfeiffer's back in the real world. Yes. He's him and him and Wasp are, they're a full couple. Cause she was bitter that she, he bailed on her for, right. for Captain America. And they've got a new quantum tunnel in a van. They got a yeah. new van, a mobile quantum tunnel. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. Fits so, in. so there was clearly a passage of time. You know, yeah. from that ending part. Yeah, from so, from from yeah. when he saves the day, and you know the FBI agent who I thought was very funny. That yeah, was funny. Was a funny FBI yeah. agent because mm-hmm. he was sort of like wanting to be liked. Yeah, he wanted to be a hard ass FBI agent, right. but then was kind of a mm-hmm. a nerdy, you know, yeah, kind yeah, of a yeah. b- b- baby or whatever yeah. you want to call. <laughs> so that was cool. And yeah, it all, that all made sense to me. And when the, when they disappeared in the credits, I thought that was so awesome. I yeah. was like, oh. Oh yeah, my kids went nuts on that. Yes, yeah. the whole theater went nuts. Yeah, it yeah. was awesome. And I was like, God, this is why I love Marvel. Right. You can only do that after 20 films. Yeah. You know, to surprise people like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, and so they're just, they're, it's, a, it's a running cliffhanger. Right, <laughs> I mean, yeah, just, yeah. It's so cool. So and uh, now, um, I haven't watched all of Luke Cage yet, but I don't know if <laughs> uh, does, <laughs> yeah. does he disappear at the yeah. end of Luke Cage? I haven't but began watching it. I yet. don't. I don't think they. Uh, I, I don't know if cause, because they've made it clear that, that those four Marvel shows tie into the you know larger Marvel universe. Is Infinity War going to be mentioned in any of the upcoming seasons? I How know. I haven't watched it yet. How is Luke Cage? Uh, it's good. I have. I've only. I'm only like three or four episodes in, so I haven't really gotten into it. And I haven't watched yet. Jessica Jones either. I love Jessica Jones. That's I think one of my favorites. That one and Daredevil are my two favorites. And no one likes Iron Fist. Yeah. No one likes. Iron <laughs> yeah. Fist. I like um, Defenders. Yeah. Over yeah. Iron Fist. <laughs> yes. And that one wasn't great. Yeah. So. Um, and I love dragons. So. <laughs> you so can't lose. yeah. <laughs> Um, so anyway, it was it it was great. It really sets it up. Now, um, will there be another Ant Man and Wasp movie? Of course, there's going to be another Ant Man and Wasp movie. Now we're getting to the point now where, like each Marvel character, how many movies is each one going to get? Solo movies, you know, you might see him again in other mm-hmm. movies. Like you know, there's going to be another Guardians. You know, there were already three Iron Man movies. Um, you know, is there going to be another? Um, movie there were three thor movies is there going to be a fourth movie with these solo characters or is the marvel plan to introduce new characters and then like captain marvel will get three movies Mm -hmm. like uh, and then um so i don't know but i'm interested to see like i I, i'm really excited to see like where they go like ant-man and wasp we'll get another movie for them but you know they're going to be an infinity war for the next one for sure um is ant-man being stuck in the quantum realm did that protect him from what thanos did and then dr strange knew that and he was going to use the time stone to have ant-man help you know who knows what's going to happen but there's all these cool possibilities and some of the fun 
is talking about it and speculating about it. Like, oh, well, what what happened? Who's who's going to come back and who's going to be saved? And what was Doctor Strange's plan with the Time Stone and all all these cool things? Yeah, it was pretty awesome. And it, it really the thing that was interesting for me is how we, we were just talking about. So Ant Man hasn't he was in he was in um, Civil War Civil War, but he was definitely like hey, it almost kind of the way they kept Spider-Man like yeah. hey, kid. <laughs> yeah, You yeah. know, but yeah. now he survived Thanos' craziness because he's in the quantum realm. Right. Is he become a more integral part of... Of the Marvel Universe. Uh, of this post-Infinity War world that we live in. Right. The other thing that I liked what they did is to, um, you know, when Ant-Man, the first movie, there was never even implied that he could get big. Like giant, right. <laughs> like you know, if you read the comics, you knew him. Like you know, he can get big too. Right. But um, you know, the fact that he did it in uh, Civil War was absolutely hilarious. Like the way that he uh, um, he first started growing, uh, he went got giant, and then oh my god, I loved the way they played around with his size in this movie when he was like kid sized and he's like running down the hall in the school. That was oh, my funny. God. And he comes back to the garden like well do you want a juice box and a street yeah cheese? that was they uh, that was funny <laughs> and the the one the one problem i had mm-hmm. okay he's got the suit that's malfunctioning right so they could do that which is funny and then oh i kept my old suit right mm-hmm. so then now why are you still wearing the shitty one right. <laughs> like, when, when he got the old suit i thought they were gonna go okay we're done with this like this prototype. This gag mm-hmm. of the suit that doesn't... Now, all, I got, and I th- all they needed to say was, I got the good suit, we're all set. Right, right. And then he can go back, because I was like, uh, I was starting to get a little old for me, the like suit malfunction gag. Right, right. And I was like, well, you just introduced this suit. Why don't... Yeah, go back to the suit that works. Yeah, why would you... Or was there a line of dialogue that said like, well, this even though it malfunctions, it's still better, but I don't remember that. Nope, <laughs> I don't remember that at all. So here's another thing I liked. I liked the um, moral ambiguity of the um, villains, like Lawrence Fishburne and uh, Ghost. Like Ghost was, she just wanted to survive. I mean, yeah. that wasn't like it wasn't a take over the world or no you know, diabolical. Yeah, it was like you know she you know has this problem of phasing and she doesn't want to die. I get it. You know that's fine, and it also fit beautifully into the um, tone and and set pieces of this movie that were essentially smaller than the big giant Marvel Universe. We didn't see Wakanda. You know, they're going down the streets of San Francisco and making their cars bigger and smaller. You know, that's fine. That That's right. all we need for this movie. Oh, well, it's great. So, and and, and Lor- Lawrence Fishburne, part of that, again, he wasn't some like diabolical 30-year revenge plot. No. He was just like, no, I, I wanted... I know, wanted to help her. I, I wanted mean, to become help. her father. I thought you know, I was on the good side of this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we didn't get along and you're kind of a pompous dick. So right. whatever, like mm-hmm. that filtered in, but that was again, small. Right. It wasn't mm-hmm. world domination. Lawrence Fishburne right. wasn't like, I've started this secret society yeah. of phasers or whatever. Yeah, like, yeah. And you, it also showed too, that was hinted at in the first film that Hank Pym could be kind of a dick. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like, well, you know, you're not blameless in this, mm-hmm. which was, which was really interesting too. Um, so uh, that was interesting to explore. 
I really liked uh, the dynamic with all the characters. Like, I think that was a little forced, like, you know, the will they or won't they, you know, the romance part of it, you know. That shit always drives me nuts. Yeah, and I I feel like it's just like it's a studio note. Well, this has to be in here. That's what it feels like. Yeah, it does feel dumb studio note, and it feels like, so in the trailer, there was very much like Ant-Man and Wasp are working together. That didn't happen until a lot later, and I was sort of like, "Let's let's get into them working together like being the badass team, the power couple. Right. I always think of Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Oh, yeah. I right? remember that movie. Because yeah. they started out, Mr. and Mrs. Married couple, they're both spies. They don't know their spouse knows. And then we get over that quick. Mm-hmm. And then they team up for the whole second half of the movie, and it's awesome. Right. So just fucking get into the team up. Get mm-hmm. in, instead of this bickering crap, just team up and fucking get it, like go whoop ass together right, in, your, right. in your badass suits, mm-hmm. you know? And that was the only thing, and we talked about this in the regular episode, that that relationship dynamic is where I thought so much of the dialogue, I was like, come A on. A little clunky, yeah. So clunky, so mm-hmm. cliche and forced. And it really stands out when you've got all these other excellent elements, like you say, the ambiguity of Ghost and Lawrence Fishburne's right. character, how awesome Michelle Pfeiffer mm-hmm. was, that storyline. Even like the goofy gangster uh, Walter Goggins played, like yes. uh, him and his, like, his team, it's not truth serum. You know, that was a that funny That fucking gag. thing, it's not truth serum, was goddamn hilarious. Yeah. Well, I mean, if it walks like a duck in a duck, yeah, yeah. you know, like... I mean, T.I. and the guy from uh, the Dark Knight movies, that they always plays the crazy villain in one of the Dark Knight movies. Um, those guys were great comic relief. Michael mm. Pena's character, right. I, I like, and they all made sense. And they're all, I get like when some of the some of their jokes might have been a little corny. I forgave right. them because I'm like kids movie. Yeah, yeah. You're gonna make the mm-hmm. jokes a little more corny or in a kids mm-hmm. movie, but that that thing between and Evangeline Lilly is such a. I really like her as an actress. She's strong. She's really well cast as this wasp character, and I was just like. I don't want to see her like, boys, stop comparing each other. Like, right, no, right. she's a badass. She's not some bitchy little girl in this. Mm-hmm. Like, show her be the strong, awesome woman. Right. And like, I hate that. It's so annoying. No one wants to watch people argue. No. <laughs> you can get that in real life. Yeah, enough. just watch <laughs> the new. Like, get, have them like, okay, she's mad. He bailed on her. The the the. the I didn't feel forced about. Hank and and his daughter and Wasp mad about him bailing for for Civil War. Right. And that was funny when he's like, well, you know, Cap and I. And she's like, oh, Cap. So you yeah. guys are buddies now. <laughs> yeah. Which was funny. Because ultimately, with him using the suit, it got them in trouble. Yes. Like, and they didn't, they're like, well, wait, we didn't do anything. Well, no, that was your technology. So you're now you're on the run as well. Yeah. And the mm-hmm. FBI is mm-hmm. is after them and, and all of this stuff. Because and of him. Because of him. Mm-hmm. So that's legitimate anger. And also her feeling a little slighted just relationship wise, but she's more angry about the the compromise and the security right. with her and her dad, which was which is valid. So that's why, because they have all these other elements down so well, that that dialogue stands out even more to me as like- It's a little clunky. A little clunky, and it, like mm-hmm. you don't need it. Mm-hmm. And, and the, well, it's a kid's movie. Why? Why do we have to have these arguey relationships that aren't realistic? Right. You know, like, 
I don't know. I guess there's some people who are in relationships where they argue all the time and they well, like that, but it does, that doesn't make sense it, in terms a, of fighting crime. It's a classic Hollywood trope. Yeah, is really what it is. It's uh, and it's um, it's tired. It's like you know you remember <laughs> you, you know you go back to anywhere from um, any sitcom ever to. Um, you know, even Gone with the Wind, <laughs> we right. talked about earlier. But you know, even even Cheers. You know that the uh, you know that Sam and Diane are arguing, and they just one of them goes, "Are you just turned on as I am?" And then she goes, "More," and then they start kissing. So right. it's it's that that kind of uh, uh, feel to it that in Hollywood never goes away. <laughs> it, it's you know, it, it, it's a uh, it's a trope of these uh, of of movies for sure. So I'd like to see that. I know by now there's more interesting ways to do it. Like even if they do argue and they end up falling in love, that's if it's done in a different interesting way, I think it could be a little more organic and palatable. But we always see it done the same way. Right. That's so, it. That's a yeah. great point. Mm-hmm. Had it been more like these two people care about each other, they share the same goals, you know, <clears throat> like when it's really well written – it's funny. I've been watching old West Wings, right? Mm-hmm. And the relationship between Stocker Channing and Martin Sheen as president and first lady, that is really well written in my opinion. When they mm-hmm. have these arguments, they, they're married couple arguments within the context of they both understand his job. Right. And her job as first lady. And the global, you know, and, it, and I was like, it, and sometimes they, they, the way they talk to each other, they love each other. Like she said, okay, jackass. And it's just like only- The wife of the president. The wife of the that. president can say that. And she can say, and she's never gonna say it in front of anyone else, right. behind closed doors. Right. It won't be at a press conference. It won't be at a press conference. Now He's we like, might get that now. Right, but- right, right. <laughs> but like, and so I, I put that next to, here the two superheroes. When, they, when they're bickering like that, they have no, the writing is, is lazy because it's, the characters aren't, they're not talking honestly about, we're not some dumb couple, we're not fucking arguing at Ikea. We're two goddamn right. superheroes. There's yeah. a crisis happening. Right. And we need, that's how the argument would be discussed. Right. And mainly, why would you argue at Ikea? Yeah, yeah exactly. It's, it's a glorious place. It's a great place. <laughs> Walk through that fucking maze of- yeah. uh, uh, of things you could build yourself that will never last. Yeah, the, yeah. <laughs> it's great. A maze of college dormitory yes. uh, furniture. <laughs> but no, I mean, that's the thing of like, that and-, and I just I, built a Schladenfadel. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, can you just, why can't you just call it a coffee table? Yeah. Why do you got to call it a Schladenfalum? So, um, yeah, that's why I think I hate to keep harping on it, but it, because it, it stood out so much. Now, th- to be fair, it wasn't a huge part of the overall story, which was good. No. It was definitely minimized. Like, it wasn't a, uh, a moonlighting episode. No. So, uh, um, but it was definitely there for sure. But then let's go into all the other great things. So, yeah, yeah. so the effects were awesome. I said this on the regular. Fantastic, fantastic, fantastic. Yeah. And I saw it in IMAX 3D. When uh, he's riding the truck like a toy, like oh god my god, damn fantastic. it, was that awesome? Yeah, <laughs> it's it was great. It was great. It looked cool. Yeah, the technology was cool, and it was also so in context of this character and this yes. world. Mm-hmm. That's what he does, mm-hmm. and he's he's a kid. Right, he's a big Paul Rudd. Is is well cast? Is the mm-hmm. sort of like big baby, right? Adult you kid, know, kind of a, a genius that makes 
constantly poor decisions. Poor decisions. Yeah. And so when he has the opportunity to ride this thing yeah. around like a toy yeah. in downtown San Francisco, he's going to do it. Of course. And he gets to mock the guys in it. Right. And it was it was really that chase was really cool, mm-hmm. you know? And so I like that. I love Michelle Pfeiffer. She was great. Mm-hmm. She was great. You know, she's only a little bit in the flashbacks and then she's more towards the end of the movie when, yes. when we go to the quantum mm-hmm. realm and she comes back. That was beautiful. I like the whole storyline of she- Probably gonna be in the next one, I would think. Dude. If she comes back. If she was turned yeah. to dust, buddy. Yeah. I don't know. She asked for a pay raise. Yeah. You know, anyone asked for a pay raise, guess what? Yeah, you're still ash. You're, you ain't coming back from <laughs> yeah. that Thano dust. If you're like, oh, I'll work for scale. Well, yeah. hey, we yeah. put you back together. Right. Time stone works. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, you know, I loved when um, when she came back at, at the end. I love that whole storyline of, of she was like speaking through Paul Rudd. Mm-hmm. He had that crazy dream, and then he's literally talking. She's talking through him, and Michael Douglas and Evangeline Lilly are like, their eyes light up because here's my husband and or here's my wife and here's my mom. But it's Paul Rudd. It was really it was funny but touching. It was really I really liked that a lot. And then right. when Michelle Pfeiffer comes back at the end, when she's like, "Hey, I'm different now because I've been living in the quantum realm for so long." Yeah. And she kind of, and I, that's when I was like, "Oh, she's gonna fix the ghost girl like that." You yeah, know, like, she, she at, at this point, she probably knows something about manipulating the quantum energy. Yeah, <laughs> I think she can stop that yeah. phasing nonsense. Those, um, here's an interesting piece of trivia. You know those like weird creatures that were in there that kind of looked like six legged pigs. Mm-hmm. They actually exist. They're uh, they're subatomic creatures that they actually found. You know, so they, I, I can't remember what they're called, but they do actually exist, which well, is really that cool. That was so, that makes that even mm-hmm. better. And that mm-hmm. scene, again, in the IMAX 3D was awesome oh, when sure. he's trying to get the, the, the ship back online mm-hmm. and these quantum pigs are coming yeah. at him or whatever. And I was like, this is great. Now I'm curious now. And that was so that cool up. about, about, and then I said this on the regular episode, I saw it in IMAX 3D and it was, I felt like Doctor Strange in terms of when they went into that special world, it's really when the 3D, the IMAX 3D really was utilized to the to the fullest amount of its capacity. And I really feel like that's like, those scenes are almost designed for 3D. It's yeah. like, well, this is for the people that are watching it in 3D. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, uh, um, you know, we, we got to give them their money's worth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> And it was it was a lot of fun, and you know, um, I'm big brother to a kid, and he's 11, and he loved it. He had a blast, and he was like, "Oh, that's cool!" And look at that, he was we was laughing, and um, so it was really, it was really, it's a really fun. As we said on the regular episode, it's a family movie. It's it's for kids, and it's really it's worth it. I think. Oh, for sure. Like it was, uh, um, it really, and the thing about Marvel is that, you know, it's rare that they miss the mark. Like, this is the type of movie where you saw what the intent and the vision was, and it was executed properly. Mm-hmm. Like, this movie was set out to be a family film that was lighter than the other Marvel movies, and it succeeded. Yeah. Like, as like, well, this is the movie. It was like Guardians of the Galaxy. This is the movie we're going to make. It's going to be a more fun, funnier um, space adventure. The, you know, it's not going to be darker like a spy thriller like Winter right. Soldier. Um, 
and they succeeded. You know, they made a talking raccoon that no one ever heard of, you know, a great character that you're like, I can't wait to see this character again. Yeah. It, it was really... Um, <clears throat> and again, they... they if this wasn't part of the MCU, it, the movie would could stand alone on its own. For sure, for sure. I mean, obviously, yeah. without I mean, you can't have the ending that right. <laughs> but like, it would it yeah. could really stand alone on its own. It's mm -hmm. like, oh, here's this cool superhero character that's kind of for kids. It's yeah. It could be just the Incredibles. It could be the same yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, like um, a live action Incredibles. Mm -hmm. But it was. Um, I'm trying to think of. You know. When he gets too big towards the end and he's losing air and he right. falls into the water mm -hmm. and then she goes in to save him and fix right. him, which was great. Yeah, that was really cool. sort of brought cool. their relationship together. And I, I will say this too is uh, um, the movie was funny all the way through. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, a lot of times, sometimes, um, uh, well, not a lot of times, but uh, sometimes comedies, they run out of gas about three quarters of the way through. And then all of a sudden, like the last act is too serious or there's not enough jokes or like they can't manage. Or the jokes get old. Or the jokes the get jokes. old. Yeah, yeah. Where this one was fresh, interesting, and funny throughout the entire movie. Mm -hmm. So I really felt like that's, you know, and that's not easy to do. Like, uh, because, you know, you also have those Hollywood tropes of like, well, you have to have a, uh, you know, uh, a poignant or emotional ending at the end or you can't you know you can't hook audiences in at the end i'm like no you can do both you yeah. could have you could have emotion and but you could also make it funny at the end too and they did they did all the way through and you know but just that gut punch at the end with the uh with the mid-credit sequence is like oh, it was a perfect way to end you know i uh, like I said before, there had to be some debate. I'm like, well, do we put this in the credits or do we make this the actual ending of the film? Because it really felt like this is the ending of the movie. You know, I don't it know is. if this is a post-credit sequence. No, it's not a post-credit. Yeah. And, and the thing that I loved about it, it was you, I didn't see it coming. No, neither did I. The ending before that, I saw that all kind. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, I was like, and even 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 uh, Francisco was Your like, little brother. He, my little brother was mm -hmm. like, oh, this is going to, she's going to, you know, I was like, yeah. he's figuring this out. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I was like, yeah, Michelle Pfeiffer is going to fix Ghost. Right. Mm -hmm. Ghost isn't going to kill everybody. Everyone's no, going to, no. everyone's going to, it's going to be a nice, happy ending. Right. They're going to rescue Michelle Pfeiffer. She's going to fix Ghost. Like I saw all that right. coming, did not see that coming. And when he's down there in the quantum realm, I was like, I was like, what are they, are they going to just do? I thought, I thought there was just going to be a joke in the quantum realm. Right, right. That's what I was kind mm. of looking for. Like, oh, the movie's wrapped up. Everyone's, him and Evangeline, him and Wasp are together. They're going to fight crime. They're in love. He tricked the FBI. It's all good. Right. And then boom. Because mm -hmm. if it was, it was Michael, Hank Prim and his wife and did Wasp get, I forgot, did she get evaporated yeah, too? Yeah, all three. All three mm -hmm. got evaporated. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you wonder too, like, well, why is, wasn't Ghost there helping get her own stupid energy? You know, what was she? What was right. she waiting in a cafe somewhere she, for her? Uh, she was busy for, brooding for, somewhere. Yeah, for her quantum energy. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was that was really interesting. And it was like, it was so much, because like the other ones were like, oh, we're going to, we're calling Mrs. Marvel. Right. Mm -hmm. which was cool but this was like uh ms ms marvel <laughs> yeah sorry ms marvel yeah. um but this was cool because it literally everyone goes what does this mean 
what's going <laughs> to... Right. And like you were saying earlier, <laughs> that's great when there's all of this discussion that comes out of it, like where's what? Right. what's going to happen. You know, it's got to be explained too. Well, Ms. Marvel was in the universe at the time. Why didn't she get dusted? You know, was she a part of, you know, the... How do we know that, you know, she wasn't the half that got dusted? Who gets dusted and who yeah. doesn't? Yeah. Why? Mm-hmm. Because all we know is it's half. That's all. All we know is it's half. And mm-hmm. we don't know who and we don't... Well, we know who, but we don't know why. Right. Yeah. How how does that selection get made? Mm-hmm. Now, we all know Doctor Strange or someone is going to bring some of these people Right, back. right. There's no... Yeah. Disney's not stupid. Right. <laughs> but how they're going to be brought back, who's going to bring them back... Right. Are they going to be the same when and, they come back? And who's dead permanently? Yeah, who's dead permanently? And mm. what ha- like are they going to come back but they're they're going to be crazy or violent? You know like they're they've, they've gone bad now because they, Oh, they've gone all pet cemetery. Yeah, they well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> they go Fred Gwynny on you know, like what happens? Yeah, exactly. Is there going to be an MCU pet cemetery? Yeah. <laughs> Which would be awesome. Yeah. They come back and they're nuts. Has there ever been a person buried down there? <laughs> Christ on his throne, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, uh, you know, again, another swing and a hit for Marvel. It's uh, it's been it's been quite a run for for literally twenty movies. There, my movies. critiques of this are nitpicking. Right. I realize I'm nitpicking, and some yeah. of it just comes down to my personal preference about how relationships are written. Right. And some of it is just, you know, but again, I still had a blast. Yeah. And this is uh, another piece of trivia. The Wasp becomes the second superhero title to be passed from parent to child. The first was Black Panther. Um, but, you know, technically, Ant-Man too. I mean, <laughs> I mean, uh, Kirk Douglas was the, Hank Pym was the original Ant-Man and now Paul Rudd is. So, you know, they were, both those characters were kind of, right. you know, uh, passed down. Uh, Black Panther for sure. Um, there's plenty of characters in the Marvel universe that are second and third incarnations. I mean, at some point, even Winter Soldier becomes Captain America. Right. And uh, you know, we've got Ghost Rider. There's multiple Ghost Riders. So that's always a possibility for any of these characters, including Iron Man. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a female Iron Man now. So you know, we have Into the Spider Verse, where you've got all these different Spider Mans now. So you know. I think one of the things for the Marvel Universe expanding is don't get too hung up on the original actor playing the character. <laughs> I think there's um, there's possibly plans for change, you know, a- as the the phases keep going. Like right now we're in phase three, I believe. Yeah. I think where we just ended phase three and then phase four will be, I'm not sure um, where they, the actual cutoffs are. Maybe Infinity War 2 is the end of phase three. I don't know. But uh, who cares? Uh, yeah, it doesn't matter. I know. Marvel, yeah, yeah. Keep winning. Yeah, you can put the um, arbitrary phase numbers wherever you like. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Like it's, it doesn't. It doesn't take away the movie going experience yeah, if no. you're not sure what phase they're right. in. <laughs> so, but this was a, a really fun film. Um, whole family loved it. I loved it. I thought it was just a really. This was the epitome of a summer popcorn movie, you know, because it, for the whole family, for the whole family, exactly. So it was really fun. Check it out, and like, I mean, I don't say this often, but it's worth seeing in 3D. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
it's worth seeing in 3D because it's just a lot of cool stuff. It's like the Doctor Strange. Like the Doctor yeah. Strange for sure. Mm -hmm. It's really, there's some really interesting stuff in there. So check it out, guys. And um, I think that's it. That is, 83. One, uh, one thing we almost forgot. Whoa. Hello, Hello. Uh, Patreon sponsors. Yes. Thought we'd forget about you on the spoiler. Never, oh, no. never. Oh, no. You don't get forgotten. No, Johnny Rulon, you don't get forgotten. Johnny Rulon. <laughs> you know, his new novel, Green Cheek, if you haven't checked it out yet, a Junkie's Guide to Street Magic is on Amazon, both digital and hard copy, and it's an experimental stream of consciousness novel, which follows the exploits of the muse Calliope. And her immortal lover, T.S., on a journey through time, dreams, and the hidden places of a supernatural America. The website is happyhorrorshowproductions.com. That's happyhorrorshowproductions.com. And uh, our charity, the Audacity Performing Arts Project, which produces after-school performing arts projects in poor, underfunded, and the lowest performing schools. Performing arts education is not a luxury. Please visit them at cfn.audacityperformingarts.org. Audacityperformingarts.org. Now, I, I want to say this, how imp important performing arts is, <clears throat> because my daughter does a lot of performing mm -hmm. arts in, she did it in grade school, she's doing it in middle school too. I talked to the performing arts teacher in grade school, and she actually said to me, you know, it's not just about performing arts. It's really about the social interaction of the kids. It's about the lessons they learn about dealing with others. And there's all these things that go into a performing arts project that isn't just singing, dancing, and acting. And that's why I think it's so important. So if you can support this uh, project, definitely support it. Let, let me add to that. In terms of like, I, ha I have six nieces and nephews and a bunch of them play team sports and they learn teamwork work ethic it's not just about the sport no it's there's so much more that you learn right and and one of them he just he was never he's never that into the team sports right mm -hmm. he did martial arts and stuff but he's like he likes so he joined an orchestra and then he got involved in the theater and he was on the crew in the theater and i said good right he just needs to learn that teamwork of performing like we're all putting on a play or whatever right. the show we're doing mm -hmm. a musical and everyone Everyone's not the lead. If there's no spotlight, you can't see the lead. Right, exactly. And that's the thing. Like, everyone's not the quarterback, but mm -hmm. people got a block for them. Right. You know, and that's the thing you learn on a theater project. Like, you know, I did crew um, for a big play when I was a freshman at in college. And it was really cool to see the whole it was a big musical production i had to fly sets in and out there was a band and i got to see how the whole machine worked. one of the things i learned one of my jobs was to push the flats in and out and there was a right. big, it was a tall stage and there was a light <clears throat> fixture and i and i smashed i broke it coming through <laughs> one of the doors and the guy that was the stage manager was this guy who was really cool and he and he came up to me and i said oh god i thought oh this guy's going to lay into me and i was doing it for like a credit or something right, like that right right so not being paid. Mm -hmm. And he goes, you know what? I never warned you about the light and making the turn through this, this high ceiling. He goes, that's my fault. If it happens again, it's on you. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. And mm -hmm. you know what that taught me? That taught me like how to be a leader, how to be in right. charge, how to manage people. Mm -hmm. He didn't bark at me. He owned the fact, you know what? I didn't explain that to you. That's on me. That's my right. job. If I don't, now mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. now it's on now it's you. on you, yeah. And that- It's a good lesson. Hey, that helped me on these 13 episodes that I just directed and produced. Mm -hmm. I've done a lot of directing and producing. I'd never done 13 TV shows. And that was from something from 30 years ago. Right. 
And that's going back to the audacity performing arts. It's not just, well, unless you're going to be a professional musician or singer, forget it. No, I'm not a professional football player. I learned a lot. There's so many things you can learn. The things we learned in film school. Yep. Mm -hmm. You know, and so that's why it's so key to support this stuff and help kids out. And and I would say, if you want to, well, if you have your own children, if you want well-rounded children, have them play sports, have them do performing arts, even if they're not going to go on and make a living at it. You, it doesn't matter. You, it makes you, them more well-rounded. Exactly. Yeah. You learn so much of that stuff. So mm -hmm. we thank them for, for being sponsors. Absolutely. Um, so, all right. That is our spoiler app. That is our spoiler app, guys. Mm -hmm. We're going to be at Comic-Con doing Rick Meyer's uh, special, yes. his uh, special, his panel. <laughs> that is Thursday at 8 p.m., the uh, superhero kung fu extrava movie extravaganza. If you're at Comic-Con, please come down. It's a fun thing. You learn about all these cool martial art movies coming from, from Asia. It's great. Yes, yeah, and the clips are always great. I mean, there there's always... A, Rick always puts a good mix together of, like, mind-blowing action and also some funny ones, yeah. too. <laughs> He'll get yeah. some when he brought... What was it? Yoga, Kung Fu Yoga or yeah, whatever Kung that Fu was. Yoga. That was great. Oh, my God. Yeah, <laughs> kind of so want to request that one again. Yeah, just show that every year. But, there's, yeah, there's always stuff that, like, the lights come up and everyone, like, starts cheering, like, yeah, this is yeah. going to be awesome. And then there's stuff that is just hilarious hilarious right um and you'll always meet he'll always he always gets big name people on the panel mm -hmm. uh it's a really cool thing so check that out also i will be um doing uh in seattle august 9th and the 11th august 9th i'm doing political vigilante live in seattle august 11th i'm doing stand-up comedy mike schmidt is on that on that show he's actually going to be my guest too for, for vigilante and i'm trying to get a political candidate and stuff like that mm -hmm. so go to grandmelwood.com come out and support the live shows the more you guys support the live shows the more we can do them because it's a financial thing absolutely so yeah we'd like to do more uh, cfn shows live and maybe mm -hmm. take them to your cities too yep. but we uh we got some groundwork to do for yeah. the yeah, for that and you get the new uh, cfn logo shirt yes oh absolutely yeah we've got plenty of those uh we ordered a, a bunch so they are in the store like i said you can get them solo you could get them with a gift pack if you're a uh, new listener you get the book and the earbuds dvd together at a discount you save like uh um like 15 bucks or whatever we, re we really discounted it instead of 75 i think it's uh, uh 59 and then you get a free poster with it too there you go so check it out. And then if you want to roll the dice a little bit, you get a uh, T-shirt and a mystery shirt. You know, Ooh. another 10 bucks and you get uh, whatever we have in the garage. Maybe it's a Bane shirt. Maybe it's an old logo shirt. Who knows? Could be an earbuds shirt. Could be an earbuds mm -hmm. shirt. You don't know what it no. is. You don't know what it is. Mm -hmm. You don't know. <laughs> you won't know even when you get it. <laughs> well, wow. All right. That's, that's... It's, it really is a mystery shirt. Oh, wow. Is it phasing? <laughs> yeah. It's, the shirt's phasing it's a in, ghost the, shirt. in the quantum realm? <laughs> yeah. Um, thanks so. for listening, everybody. Thank you to Aaron Brungard and everyone here at the All Things Comedy World Headquarters. Big things happening here at All Things Comedy. Yes. We're mm -hmm. very excited to be part of it. And uh, yeah, like, subscribe, listen, share, all those cool things. Support the show. Yep. We'll, we'll still be doing a regular show uh, next week, but then we're uh, headed to Comic-Con on Wednesday. So yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, um, your regular view uh, listening program will not be interrupted. Will not. <laughs> so, and we will, uh, hopefully we'll see you down there next week. All right, guys. My name is Graham Elwood. And I'm Chris Mancini. And as always, remember, Han, Han shot, shot first. first.